Voices of CFMA, Construction Financial Management Association's brand new podcast featuring conversations with our members. I'm your host, Kate Platt, CFMA's Marketing Coordinator. This month, I'm joined by a senior manager from Clearview Group outside of Baltimore, Maryland. He's the vice chairman of the Financial Survey and Benchmarker Committee and board member of the Maryland chapter. Welcome, Steve Reinberg. All right, let's get into this. Hi, thank, thank you for the introduction, Kate. I appreciate it. Um, so as you noted, yep, I'm a senior manager at Clearview Group, uh, which is a full service professional services firm uh, that provides expertise in areas such as audit, income tax, state and local tax, technical accounting, HR, IT, cybersecurity, uh, valuation and transaction advisory services. So a little bit of everything. Um, I've worked at Clearview for about five years. And during that time, I've been a member of CFMA uh, I'm current, so as you noted, I'm the vice chairman of the Financial Survey and Benchmarker Committee, and I'm also a board member of the Maryland chapter, and I've served as the co-chair for the Mid-Atlantic Regional Conference in prior years. So tell us, how exactly did you get into construction accounting? So I would say that my first true experience in construction accounting was with some of my prior employers, uh, but even further back, I would say that my father was my first introduction to the world of construction. Um, he was an industrial arts teacher, and later on, he actually ran some businesses in the realm of construction, you know, through installing custom closets, doors, window treatments, and the like. So really, that, that was my first uh, introduction into, into the construction industry. So really, from childhood, you've always been surrounded by this? Correct. Even, even without me really knowing it, when I was younger, I was always around construction. I think that's really kind of what um, you know, piqued my interest into the industry from a young age. That's awesome. So what brought you to CFMA? Um, so as I noted before, my first introduction to CFMA was through one of my prior employers. And when I joined Clearview, I really wanted to dive into CFMA and just see how I, how I could be involved. Um, and so I did a bit of research on my own, and I noticed that the Mid-Atlantic Regional Conference um, took place, you know, in, in the September, October timeframe. And, you know, I just, I actually sent an email out to, you know, some of the board members and, you know, they got back to me. And from there, I just, I wanted, I just told them I want to get involved in any way, shape or form that I could. And it kind of grew from there. And this is where I'm at today. Very proactive of you to just kind of throw yourself in. Correct. Yep. I just, maybe it's just the, the type A mentality, but I just wanted to see, you know, how I could be involved and, and it grew from there. That's awesome. So thinking back on your career, what is a favorite project that you've been a part of that you sit back and go, wow, I can't believe I helped do that? Yeah, so I would say outside of the audit and tax work um, that I've done in the past, specifically in regards to construction, construction accounting, some of my favorite engagements have been the due diligence and transaction advisory work that we've done for construction companies. So as companies are looking to either raise capital or, you know, owners of businesses are planning their exit strategy, companies may need due diligence work to make sure that, you know, their books and operations are in line with, you know, the way that their results are being reported. So, you know, oftentimes we, we then do a deep dive into an understanding of the overall view of the company, you know, its operations, revenue recognition policies, payables, the, the whole bit. And so, a main focus of the company or of the due diligence work is on the company's analytics, which really has a direct tie into, you know, the financial benchmarker. So this is a real life application for the financial benchmarker? 
Yes. So we can use the financial benchmarker to see how the company's results uh, of, of its operations line up with some of its peers. You know, and we can do that by either, you know, the geographic region that they're in, company size or the type of contractor that they are. Um, and by doing so, we can identify, you know, areas of concern or areas that, you know, may not seem right or where the company may be exceeding some of its peers that are even designated as best in class. Um, now, I would say, like, even outside of the realm of due diligence work, managers and CFOs can take note of this approach themselves and really use the financial benchmarker data to view the financial well-being of their company. So what are some other ways to use the benchmarker data with your company or your clients? So the financial benchmarker provides you with a way to identify areas that, you know, really may be a focus or of concern and can point you in the right direction. But the question I'm seeing the most out there, you know, in the industry is, okay, we know that we have issues here or we've identified areas of improvement. Where do we go from here? And obviously it depends on what the issue is, but that's when companies need to reach out to their financial advisors, CPAs, you know, shorty workers or other accounting professionals, or maybe even just their, their in-house, um, you know, CEOs or, you know, operations managers to give them advice on the steps that they can take and really set up a game plan to bring their company to the next level or to meet the numbers of those companies that are, you know, the best in class. So what do you say to someone who takes that more head in the sand approach of not wanting to know? Because while the benchmarker can reveal some great things, it's also going to reveal some negative things. And some people just don't want to come to terms to that. Yeah, I mean, my mindset is that those issues are going to present themselves eventually. You know, maybe, maybe they're not known today through everybody in the organization, but they're going to pop up eventually. So my question to those people would be, you know, why wait to tackle those problems when they have, you know, when they have festered and grown for a longer period of time, when you actually have the time now to plan ahead and tackle those issues head on when they're smaller? Um, you know, it seems like a rhetorical question, but to me, it seems like a no brainer. We talk a lot about getting and giving advice on this podcast. What is the best piece of advice you've been given that you find yourself applying to the work you do, whether it's with Clearview Group or with the Benchmarker Committee? So going back to my days of playing baseball, you know, one of my coaches said to me, you know, you, there's going to be times when there's going to be a temporary inconvenience that leads to a permanent improvement. And so, you know, going back to our last topic, a lot of that's going to have to do with, you know, managers that are going to take that, you know, head in the sand mentality, you know, where there, there's going to be instances where you're going to adopt a new piece of software or a new piece of guidance. That's going to be a temporary inconvenience that everybody's, you know, not comfortable with. And so a lot of times you just need to keep, you know, digging through it and really trying to progress and learn a lot about that new software, because those things come out for a reason. And, you know, once you have a good grip on that, then, you know, you're going to come out on the other side with, you know, more efficient work, the more efficient workplace, happier workers, um, and really just a permanent improvement for both yourself and the organization. Um, and what's funny is that a lot of times when people get through that improvement period, you know, nobody really reflects back and say, you know what, this, this solution is really great. You know, why didn't we do this earlier? Everybody kind of always has that mindset of, you know, oh man, that really implementing this new software is, is really a pain. But uh, so um, this, you know, ideology in my mind is really just something that sticks with me is that this temporary inconvenience could be for a permanent improvement. And so I would strive for everybody to kind of take that approach when they're trying to implement something new. 
Well, isn't it always easier to stop a problem when it's smaller than letting time pass and letting it grow larger and larger? That's right, 100%. So, I mean, this that original temporary inconvenience up to you and how big you want the inconvenience to be. Correct. It's, you know, a temporary inconvenience may only be for a few weeks, but if, if it's something that leads to an improvement that's permanent, then why, why not do that? Absolutely. That's awesome advice for anyone who likes to avoid problems. Totally agree. Well, Steve, thank you so much for joining us on Voices of CFMA. We really appreciate you sharing some information on the benchmarker and your career. Any final words that you want to share with us before we let you go? Um, sure. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always willing to, you know, if anybody has any questions on, you know, anything I talked about or if anybody's looking for ways to just get more involved with CFMA, I'm always happy to help. Um, you know, feel free to shoot me an email, just reach out and I'd be happy to help. Well, thank you, Steve. I'm sure our members would love to get some more information on the benchmarker for you from you. So we appreciate everything you do for CFMA and thank you for joining us. Sounds great. Thank you as well. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in learning more about CFMA's financial benchmarker, head on over to cfma.org forward slash resources forward slash benchmarker.cfm for additional information. That's all for this time. Join us next month when we sit down with Victor Sturgis to talk about his career and the changes 2020 has brought to it. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe and share on social media. 